welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Spencer. Today, on this lovely, wondrous day, I have with me two wonderful melanated gentlemen who are going to help me today to drop knowledge upon you. I'm the mighty Jordan. I am Wardell Wilson. And so you may have noticed that uh, one (laughs) of the names that you heard just now was a little different. Um, Brandon, one of our hosts of this wonderful podcast that we do and enjoy, uh, he's off, you know, doing big things. Uh, saving the world and whatnot living his best life he might talk to you about what he was doing next week or he might decide that's nobody's goddamn business Uh, (laughs) what was he doing uh we'll find out next time on dragon ball z i was literally gonna say that i was literally (laughs) gonna say that uh but we have a wonderful sub a dear friend that i've known for nearly 20 years uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, firstly, I am thankful for you guys having me on the show. I'm a big fan. Uh, my name is Wardell Wilson. I am a recording artist, songwriter, producer, nerd, hey. uh, avid film dude, uh, especially with Marvel and DC related stuff. And yeah, Spencer and I, we go pretty far back and we've always had similar tastes with cinema and music and stuff. So just glad to be a part of the episode. Um, so real quick, uh, you just said that you are um, a multi-talented musician. Um, this is the man who is responsible for the music that you heard before you heard my voice. I'm responsible and, for that fire. And this is also the man that was responsible for the song that you hear once you are done hearing my voice. Um, with all of these episodes and it's so good every time I hear it I oh it's so good so thank <laughs> that, you for that no problem it had to be thank epic for- it had to fit the theme of the just the superhero iconic podcast you guys make so yeah you know and, and so if anybody has any like if you ever need anything production wise we got somebody yeah. uh, can you drop your social media handles so that people know where to find you Yes, it is at Wardell Wilson, W-A-R-D-A-L-E Wilson. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever there's people. Don't forget the YouTubes. Oh, can't forget the YouTubes. That's one of the bigger ones. Are are you out here dancing on TikTok? Are you out here doing the TikTok dances? No, I'm out here (laughs) just playing piano keys and rapping. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Every time I hear somebody say they got a TikTok, I'm like, oh, I'm out here making TikTok dances. Oh, I, I tried it. It was not for me. Just, no. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, yeah, the TikTok dancing is just its own animal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, so, Wardell, quick question. So what else are you into for the people? What else do you like besides Marvel and DC? So aside from Marvel and DC, big fans of like iconic cinema. So I know Matrix is a one of my favorite movies. Uh, that, that third one, though. I know, I know. And the fourth one, that's probably a whole other episode. Oh, yeah, that's when I was thinking. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I try to keep up with Star Wars. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I understand the impact it has on American culture. So I try to keep up on that. Uh, Animes, you know, Naruto, uh, 
Baruto now, and as well as Tag on Titan, which we hey, he part he part of the club. So yeah, just a little bit of everything. And uh, we actually like we we I vividly remember uh, us playing SmackDown versus Raw or uh, yeah SmackDown versus Raw two thousand eight. Oh yeah, and that that soundtrack was fire, by the way. It uh, yeah, the straight rock bangers. But uh, yeah, uh, wrestling from time to time. And actually, shout out to Brandon for uh, one of your episodes. You guys were just like, Roman Reigns is that dude, and it. I did the research, and I was like, okay, I, I see what it is because he was comparing them to like Stone Cold and other iconic names. You guys were naming, so I had to see what that was about. Yeah, Brandon's about that. Brandon's about that wrestling life for sure. Yeah, so Brandon, just know you got somebody. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. is this is a wrestling fan, so like that le- that lets me know that what Brandon said was legit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and not that I had any doubt, but you know, Brandon, Brandon also, likes with the words. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon knows what he's talking about, but I mean, he was saying Roman Reigns was in goat territory. Yeah, yeah. and that that sparked my interest. I was just like, okay, you named all these other people, and then this dude, what? Yeah, I trust deal? you so far. So what? What is this? And so, yep. Uh, the man knew what he was talking about. That he did. That he yeah, did. The, the man knows that. Yeah, he he knows what he's talking about there. So, as I'm sure the title card revealed to you, we will be discussing the latest MCU cinematic adventure, Thor. Love and Thunder. I would like to issue a spoiler warning because we are going to talk about this movie in and out. I'm sure that you knew that already. I should not have to issue a spoiler warning based on the title. However, I want you to know that this is not a spoiler-free zone. We are spoiling this shit. So um, I think that we can just go ahead and jump straight in. I'm going to give a synopsis. If you've been here before, you know how that goes. But we have a few teaching moments for you. And we will insert those as they happen. And we have one pretty immediately. So we open with Gore and his daughter walking through a desolate desert, dying of starvation. And now we have a teaching moment. Right off the back, already teaching moment. So we have Gore, the God Witcher, which is his official name. Um, he was created by Jason Aaron and Asad Rubik, in, and he first appeared in God of Thunder uh, number two in November of 2012. Uh, and so kind of how the movie starts out is really his origin story. So he was wondering... Um, through the desert as a starving man with his child. He also tells his child that the gods will, you know, eventually bless them and they will find the forest in the middle of the deserts. Um, and so like he did in the movie, they found it and they found a God. The only difference is in the comic is he found a God named Noel, who I think, I think eventually he will get a mention in the MCU, but we'll see. He is the God of the symbiotes. Uh, so Gore kind of finds him also fighting another God who's gold plated he ends up killing one of the gods and taking the necro sword, which is also the sword that he finds in the movie. Um, this sword is interesting because this whole this sword was forged by the first symbiote ever known called All Black, uh, which is why the sword is called All Black, the necro sword. 
so we find it's all black and it's also kind of mixed with celestial energy. So we've already seen celestials in the MCU before. Um, so he ends up taking hold of sword and actually killing the God. And from there, he, um, he vows to kill all the other gods because he felt betrayed by his God. And he has a strong dislike for all gods. And that is Gore the God Butcher. This has been a teaching moment. And so, Gore, and we're back to the movie now. Gore starts praying to the gods um, and his daughter perishes. A mysterious presence leads Gore to a section of the desert with lush greenery. Uh, he then finds the god that he was praying to, and this god is just a bag of dicks. And this god just killed the wielder of the Necrosword, uh, and that is what was calling to Gore. So the Necrosword imbues Gore with the power to kill a god, but it also curses him and slowly kills him. So Gore kills this god because he's a bag of dicks and makes a vow that he's going to kill all gods. He renounces gods in general. Uh, we then cut to Thor fighting with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and, you know, they're fighting, helping people, causing a mess, all that. And they receive several distress calls about gods being slain. One of the distress calls that they receive comes in from Lady Sif. So, Gore, uh, so Thor makes his way to her. Uh, she lets him know that Gore's next target is New Asgard, so Thor goes there. Meanwhile, Jane Foster is diagnosed with stage four cancer, and the medicine is not really helping. So she figures, perhaps, if science will not help, space Viking magic will, right? So she goes to New Asgard, and New Asgard has pretty much turned into a commercialized amusement park slash museum style set of attractions. In a glass case are the shards of Mjolnir. And if you remember in Thor Ragnarok, uh, Hela shattered Mjolnir. Um, and whenever Jane approaches the case, uh, the shards begin to glow with righteousness. <laughs> Thor arrives at New Asgard at new Asgard as Gore begins attacking. This is going to be hard to get through with the Thor and Gore and yeah. <laughs> apologies uh, if there's any mix-ups and unclear moments. Um, we see that Gore is able to summon creatures of the night through shadows and he is able to disappear and reappear through the ground. Uh, that's kind of like what he's able to do from what we can see uh, or what the sword allows him to do. Uh, Thor is surprised to see that Jane is using Mjolnir, but through story time with Korg, we learn that Thor put an enchantment on Mjolnir, unbeknownst to him, to protect Jane, which is how she is able to wield Mjolnir. Uh, they, along with Valkyrie and Korg, are able to fight Gore off, but he kidnaps all of the children of New Asgard and takes them to the Shadow Realm. You have no idea how excited I was when I heard I the, the Shadow thing. Realm. Because I, I refer thing. to the Shadow Realm in real life all the time. But in reference to Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Uh, it made me smile. So, the Thors... Valkyrie and Korg go to Omnipotence City because that is where many of the gods reside, and they figure we can build an army of gods to take on Gore. Zeus is the leader of Omnipotence City, and unsurprisingly, Zeus is a bag of dicks. 
And he has no regard for the gods that Gore has killed and figures we can just stay safe here in Omnipotent City. We have nothing to worry about. Um, since he figures Thor could potentially reveal the location to Gore, Zeus orders that they not leave. So a fight ensues and Zeus destroys Korg's body. Thor impales Zeus with his own thunderbolt. They steal it and they escape. Uh, luckily, even though Korg's body is destroyed, he is alive. During their journey, Thor says that he still loves Jane and Jane reveals that she has cancer. The group arrives in the Shadow Realm, but it's a trap. Gore needs Stormbreaker to open up the Bifrost so that he can get to eternity. We have now reached another teaching moment. Yeah, so Eternity is actually a character in Marvel. So when he mentioned it, I kind of lost my mind. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, but a little bit about Eternity. So Eternity was created by Stan Lee and Steve Dipko, iconic duo. You got to read about them. Uh, first appeared in Strange Tales 138 in August of 1965. And so the thing about Eternity is, in the comics, it's more of like, it's a character, but it's more of like an ideal uh, so Eternity is basically what the Marvel Universe in the comics refer to as the 616, also in the movies now. Uh, but in the real comics, they are kind of inside of Eternity. So it's kind of like this being of just, the way it looks is like a being of just mass starlights and galaxies, just like we see it in the movie. Um, but this is, is Thor considered the, a celestial, technically, or... No, Thor isn't. No, or, or I mean, uh, Eternity. Yeah, so actually, Eternity is she is above a celestial. She is she and her and she has a sister or a brother. Yeah, the sister named um, Infinity. Uh, so those those two are kind of like cosmic beings, and the only person who is there's two people above him, which above them both are the Living Tribunal, which we kind of got a quick glimpse of in one of the uh, multiverse trips during Doctor Strange. And then um, there's a character called the one above all. I think that's one above all. Yeah, so those are the only two characters that are kind of above them. So she is, she's above a celestial. Um, celestials basically in the entire universe live within this character. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever there is a major fight out in space, they sometimes uh, interact with eternity. And Thanos does some interacting with eternity as well. So, yeah, that's a little bit about the character Eternity. And that has been yet another teaching moment. What we learn about Eternity here is that Eternity grants one wish to whoever makes it to Eternity, and Gore plans to kill all the gods at once with this wish. After a fight, the group escapes, but Gore is able to steal Stormbreaker. Once they reach Earth, Jane is back to Cancer Jane, and we find out that Mjolnir is actually killing Jane because it is stopping her body from being able to fight off the cancer. Thor asks her to stay and heal while he goes off alone to save the children and fight Gore. Uh, he arrives, he imbues the children with the power of Thor very briefly so that they can fight off the creatures of the night while he fights Gore. Jane can sense that Gore is winning the fight, so she grabs Mjolnir, suits up, goes and saves Thor from death. They are able to destroy the Necrosword, but 
Gore makes it to eternity. Gore, ready to choose violence, gets a speech from Thor imploring him to choose love and not violence and revive his daughter instead of killing all of the gods. Thor then goes over to Jane, who is dying of cancer. Uh, she dies in his arms and Gore decides to bring back his daughter instead of killing all of the gods. Um, because Thor, or because Gore has been cursed by the sword, Gore too is dying. So Thor agrees to raise Gore's daughter, who he has brought back to life. Uh, the children return to New Asgard and Lady Sif and Valkyrie train them. And Thor, along with Gore's daughter, whose name is Love, go on adventures helping people. So now they are love and thunder. Uh, Thor has Mjolnir, love has Stormbreaker, credits. Uh, the colorful credits. Mid-credit scene, Zeus is pissed and tells Hercules to go kill Thor. Black credits. Then Jane meets Heimdall in Valhalla because she's dead. Heimdall says, thank you for saving my son. Welcome to Valhalla. Movie's over. Ben. Uh, so. Should we mention ben. Hercules right quick? Yes. We need a teaching moment for Hercules. All right. <laughs> quick one for Hercules, just because his origin story is basically like it is in every single uh, kind of thing we know about him. Uh, but for this instance, he was created by Charles Nicholson, Stanley, and Jack Kirby. Uh, he first appeared in Journey into Mystery, annual number one. Like I said, origin story is basically still the same. He's God. Zeus is his father. Uh, you know, he goes on fighting Titans, all that. The only difference between kind of this and, you know, the real life stuff is Thor and Hercules are basically really good friends, but they're also our rivals. So anytime it comes to a drinking contest, eating contest, who's the strongest fighting contest, like Thor and Hercules go at it. Um, and he also, Hercules in the comics has a very big, um, like, like a club, kind of like we see in the movie. And that's also like his weapon of truth, but still the same power set that he has like in the movies, you know, super strong, I don't know, fast, hold your breath, I don't know, all, the, all that regular stuff, you know, the, the regular package, you know, superheroes come with. So yeah, that is Hercules. That has been a very brief teaching moment. Um, quite honestly, you can do your own research as far as the Greek myth that yeah. surrounds Hercules. Um, and that is what Jordan is kind of referring to as in like original origins. So if you are familiar with the Greek myth of Hercules, not the Disney movie, yeah. then you have a pretty good idea of um, what the situation is with Hercules. So I love that as, they gave him a Greek accent too. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. That was uh, a nice little attachment. They definitely could have missed that. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. So, um, Initial thoughts. Um, Wardell, we will start with you. So I actually was entertained by this movie, and I would actually say I enjoyed it even more than Doctor Strange. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> now here's oh, why. Man. Here's why. Here's why. My bar for this movie wasn't very high. It was one of those things I like. It's one of the big fours. You gotta see this one. And yeah. so it, it it wasn't very high in comparison to Doctor Strange, which I felt a little disappointed walking out with this. 
I got a little more than what I expected, especially with Gore the Butcher. I felt like Christian Bell just stole the show. He's probably one of my favorite villains that I've seen in Marvel in a long time. And one of the villains that actually has a, usually with when you're dealing with like Thor, Incredible Hulk, all of these super strong villains, they kind of just throw a piece of meat at them to fight them and to say, hey, go. This one yeah. actually has a really solid backstory and something I'm sure people can empathize with to a certain extent, as opposed to just being a, a power figure to fight them. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. Um, it's funny you talk about the Doctor Strange movie. I do feel like a lot of people's expectations were very high for that movie. And if it didn't meet their expectations, and they, a lot of people just was like, mm, you know, whatever about it. But yeah, I, th- I think that I think that I agree with what you said. Like, I didn't have any expectations for this movie either. Um, so yeah, no, for sure. And now, uh, uh, Jordan, you need to preface this because you don't like superhero comedies. Oh, I was going to get into that. I was going to get into that. Um, I, I guess for my initial thoughts, like the movie was okay. Like I, I do not like my Thor to be funny. So I agree. I fully agree with that. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok. And then Thor here. I'm just like, I, I don't want Thor to be funny. And although the, the movie had funny moments in it and it had some good moments in it, I did not like fully enjoy it. I just, it was like very middle of the line for me. Like, and also like I had only saw the one trailer, so I had no idea what the story was going to be about. Um, like I knew Lady Lady Thor was in it. Uh, eventually I found out that Gore, the God Butcher, was in it. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know. This movie kind of let me down a little bit. Uh, what you think, Spencer? How did it let you down if you didn't have expectations? Because I, I wanted it, I wanted it to be like an like an action movie, like a like a just I wanted to see Thor like go at it. But I guess I, and also I was expecting to see another boss because I always feel like Marvel movies kind of have like two bosses in there. And so I wanted Thor to kind of go head to head with somebody. Like I want to see him going all out, um, not that many jokes. Um and you're right. He's way too powerful for them to make him that silly. Like they made him a, a fifth guardian member and he's just not that. Yeah. And like Superman funny. Exactly. And it's like people. And so people, the, the issue that people have with the Hulk, the way the MCU have treated the Hulk, I don't mind it. Although it is, it is annoying. Like I hate the way what they did with the, uh, with the Hulk. Like they kind of sidelined him a little bit. I hate, I really hate what they did with Thor. Um, I firmly disagree. Like I hate what they did with the Hulk far more than I have an issue with how they handled Thor. Like Hulk has been mismanaged uh, grossly, in my yeah, opinion. You've been bitchified up to this point. Oh, fully, you know, like, fully. Yeah, like they y'all didn't y'all didn't have to do Hulk. Like Hulk is not Hulk is the one th- person that shouldn't be a bitch. Yeah, but yet here we are. I think they've undervalued Hulk really since the first Avenger movie. That was really the last time we just saw Hulk be Hulk. Everything after that, it's like he's either controlled or he's tame or traumatized from that ass beating that Thanos gave him. Yeah, because in Age of Ultron, he was just sad. And yeah, and in, in Infinity War, he got embarrassed. Yeah. And in the comic book, like, Thanos has said, like, Hulk is one person I'm cautious around. Yeah. 
Like this one dude, if I can avoid, I will avoid. Yeah. I, um, I, and yet, I think it affects me more because I don't really care about the Hulk like that. So I don't really, I didn't mind it. I, I like Thor as a character. Like I would place Thor, like if I had a top 15 character list, like I would place Thor somewhere in there versus Hulk. So that's why I think I care a little bit more because I, I have some type of attachment to Thor. And that's the thing. I like Thor more than I like Hulk as a character, but I still am of the opinion that Thor being funny doesn't take anything away from him. I don't think it mm-hmm. did to me with Ragnarok because oh, it was yeah. like they were blatantly trying to be guardians with that movie. With this, I like that they tamed it down because I was expecting this to be as whimsical and silly as Ragnarok. So that's why I was pleasantly surprised with that, even if it See, is like a middle tier movie. And I thought that it was like this was a romantic comedy. Yeah, with some fights. This was a romantic comedy with some CGI fight I mean, scenes. Who who was he being romantic with? Uh, Stormbreaker or Lady uh, Lady <laughs> Thor? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna like, get into that too. Like there was there was uh, you know there was a love triangle <laughs> or like a, a yeah a, a hexagon or something. Yeah, if you want to call it that. Yeah, there was a love shape. That was, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was it was weird. Um, but what yeah, were your thoughts I, though? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I really loved Ragnarok. Um, Ragnarok is probably in my top 10 for MCU movies. And I am still trying to decide if I liked this one as much as I liked Ragnarok because I don't feel like I got the same like first-time viewer experience feeling that I got with Ragnarok that I got with this one. So... I feel like I like Ragnarok more, but I need to watch it a second time before I like lock that in. So, so you don't you don't mind Funny Thor? I like Funny Thor. I support Funny Thor. See a lot of people Again, don't mind. Yeah, Funny Thor. Mind that. Funny Thor doesn't take anything away from Thor for me because it's not a situation where I think that because I I can see how it take some of the seriousness off of him or how you know they're making a joke out of the character but i don't feel like that's what's happening i again i'm not bothered by funny thor i think it's great um i like to laugh i like for there to be comedy in things regardless of what it is that's just me though and i it would be and again for me it would be different if they were trying to be funny and it wasn't but it's funny yeah, if you are somebody who didn't think it was funny, if you are seeing this as, oh, they're trying to be funny and fail to do that, then I can see why you'd have a problem. But because it is funny is why I think I'm enjoying it more, because, you know, there are situations where it's like they wanted it to be funny and it wasn't funny. Yeah. And that's why you don't like it, because for me. Guardians wasn't very funny. It was supposed to be. And I think that that's why Guardians is not in any top lists for me. Because Guardians, I had very high expectations for Guardians of the Galaxy because they hyped it up to be the greatest thing that Disney had ever put out. And that's not what happened. And so I am not, I'm not saying that Guardians is bad. I'm not saying that I dislike Guardians, but I'm saying that Guardians is very middle tier for me. 
Yeah, because, See, I, like, I like I like Guardians. Yeah, it, it was it was in the middle for me, and that probably goes against how most people feel about these movies. And I understand that Guardians of the Galaxy was very impactful and very important in opening up this universe and allowing the opportunity to get outside of earth and you know the little bit of you know tight world that we had it opened things up very significantly so i'm glad that guardians happened i like what guardians was able to do but i would not have guardians probably in my top half Damn, uh, that's crazy. I did, I did like this movie more than I liked Ragnarok. Like I thought this was better than Ragnarok. Same here, same here. And that was that was one of the questions that I was going to ask. So, before we dive into like scenes and what happened in the movie, uh, what is your initial gut rating, Wardo? Gut rating, I would have to give it a seven and a half. Okay. Like I mean, middle middle down the road, you know. Yeah. I, I think for me, like right now at this moment, it was like a six and a half. What about okay. you, Spencer? Um, I'm gonna say eight. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not and I, that's not a was it a good movie. That was a did I have a great time watching it? Did I enjoy it? Was it fun for me? Uh was it a great experience? Eight. Yeah. Well, what what stopped it from it being a 10 or a nine for you, Spencer? Uh, it, I mean, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't everything that. It wasn't Civil War. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Civil War. <laughs> um, it wasn't Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's what it, it comes down to. It just, it wasn't Infinity War. Like those, those, those are the high, that's the high end for me. Now, oh, is yeah. that fair? Because our all those movies have like multiple superheroes versus your standalone movies. Is it fair to even put it in that same rating system well that's that's what i'm saying like if we're if winter soldier was just a captain america movie yeah and winter soldier that's winter soldier is so good it beats out the majority of the avengers oh yeah i I completely agree civil war i'm sorry yes civil war but winter soldier is above endgame for me I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can see that. I agree. I like, and I enjoy, you know, Winter Soldier a lot. It's definitely like, in the top five. I was shocked at how good it was. So that's a solo movie. And that is the highest tier of solo movie. Because Civil War is just Avengers half. Or Avengers one and a half. Or two and a half. Wherever it falls. Um, yeah. Because it's it's a group movie. Like, you can't. It's not a solo movie at all. No, not at all. But Winter Soldier, that's a solo movie. And it's the best solo movie. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. Um, um I'll say you want to you want to get into kind of the spoiler territory then? Should we start at the beginning of the movie? I mean, yeah, we've already spoiled it. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. So we open to Gore and his daughter walking through the desolate desert and she's dying she dies he finds this lush forest and finds this god um what were your thoughts on how this god was portrayed i just want to i just want to say real quick i ain't gonna lie when i was watching walk through the desert i was like 
God damn, you know how chapped his lips got to be walking through that desert thirsty? <laughs> his I'm whole like, body chapped. Mouth. Yeah, I was like, it's, it was hard to tell if his lips were chapped. He's, he's... I, well, I was thinking about myself. I'm like, God damn, my lip probably would have fell off. That shit would have been. And then my daughter's on me, bro. It's kind of hot out here. You might have to scoot over a little bit. I'm like, golly. He's no, just an ass, he's an ashy dude. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's love, though. Like, that, yeah, that baby was be. about to die. Like, yeah. That's that's a situation where you, you just got to take that heat. Um, and I was wondering if he was going to be able to cry because I was like, I know he's dehydrated. I don't think there are any tears in there. No, nah. no, nah, not at all. I, I yeah, thought was a, when I first saw the forest, I definitely thought he was uh, hallucinating for a minute. I was like, there's no way that it's out there. I thought that same thing. Yeah. I, like when when the when there was just a little patch of like lush greenery i was like that's gotta be a mirage yeah and he started walking through and i was like uh, and then he fell into water and i was like uh, uh, oh you that, know how good that had to feel like you that you that damn dry like you just throw your whole body and you just gotta drink. i'm surprised he didn't just inhale that little pond <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like but, if if i had been in that situation yeah like i'm gonna i'm gonna drink this all of it now the fresh fruit looked like a trap, though. I'm like, it this yeah, desolate it, it, desert, and this fruit is just sitting here, in a, in a perfect circle, like just ready right there for you. Like, yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, and then uh, did they say that God's name? No, they didn't. It's probably is, it's probably in the credits, but I don't remember him being called anything. Which is actually interesting because when I was you know doing research on the Thor guy, I mean, uh, ah, damn, that is confusing. Thor and Gore. When I was doing research on Gore, um, they didn't really name the god that he ran into because they just said Noel was fighting against like another god, and the god was like an all gold. Um, so yeah, I, was trying, I didn't know who that god was. Okay, it's pretty cool to see the. I'm not gonna lie, like for a lot of people, like the whole Noel, like the king of the the god of the symbiotes, and that necro sword, like that's like really popular right now. Um, and so I was actually surprised to see that but i guess if you're getting gore the god butcher like he comes with that territory so it's cool and i wasn't sure if sony's owned null or not that is that's new territory because null is on at this point it was 2022 null is probably only like maybe five years old like maybe six at six or seven at the max like it's not old at all okay so if that's the case and that means disney had already they, acquired marvel when yeah. Null was created yeah that yeah that character is not that old yeah, and the reason I wonder is because Null was not mentioned by name anyway. Um, mm. There, like, there was just a random black body. Yes, and I and yeah, once we start talking about more of like when he starts bringing shadows out, like I, I do have some thoughts on that. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, we don't know. So we didn't know the name of the god that was dead that had the necrosword before, or the god that um, no. Gore was trying to pray to that did nothing. And they probably leave it purposely vague so then they can in the future when they're writing script they can say, oh, we can attach this deity later on. Well, yeah. again, I'm figuring that in the credits, like, they had name and then it, whoever it played probably, probably that like person. God, God number one. Because mm -hmm. we yeah. saw, like, a bunch of gods in this. Um, I just yeah, looked it were, up. There were Null, a lot of gods. So I they, looked it up. Noel came out in 2018. So, like I said, it's pretty a new character. Yeah, I love how human this like how the gods were very just. If you read like the Odyssey, how they're just full of flaws, and I like how flawed they made these gods. Yeah, well, yeah, and I th I think that's kind of the point is that these 
are just humans or they they have very human like ways and I mean, yeah yeah and, and i think that's why a lot of people like greek mythology as well because i feel like anybody who likes superheroes like they like the greek mythology but we find out like you're praying to these guys but you find out like these are assholes like these are just oh yeah they're super flawed so it's like yeah i, I definitely enjoy and that. they're not super buff like zeus was out of shape over that's yeah. how they would be just yeah. Zeus was heavy. yeah because i mean and we saw that thor was able to and and, and that's train, that training like, montage <laughs> it seems marvel i feel like god is a very loose word in marvel because one of the things that was in the show miss marvel was they basically said if thor had landed here instead of there he would have been called this yeah. so how mm-hmm. things are referred to just kind of depends on where mm-hmm. they are and how things shake out because it's pretty evident that in the marvel universe gods are just aliens with powers beyond humans yeah i mean if somebody right now comes to earth and they're like a hundred stories tall and they got super strength and they can fly and do all this crazy stuff i'm like bro that dude might be a god like this is gonna be crazy to us but i mean if lebron james as he is, had existed in the pre-Jesus times, I'm sure that they would have made myths about him and he would be Hercules. Hell, like, if LeBron, if LeBron oh, talked he's, up he's in the 19, 1930s, like he playing basketball when her basketball was created, he would definitely have been the god there. He would well, have been Bill Russell, essentially. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm saying like back when, you know, these myths and stories were being written and exaggerated over time because the thirties is way too recent for us to be thinking, Oh, this human man was a God, but you know, several thousand years ago, depending on how many times that story gets retold, then, you know, a man becomes a myth, becomes a legend, becomes a God. Yeah. And so I think that I, and that's why I say, like, I feel like the word God is very loose in the comic book space. Yeah. Just because I mean, these are, depending on who you talk to, these are just aliens that can do stuff. Versus, but, I think the real gods, most people consider the celestials, like, once you're. Yeah, when, because there are tears, like, as yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah. mentioned, go uh, there are tears to this shit. There's the one above all, there's. Um, infinity and eternity there are and, and there's there yeah. there are tears to this and so i guess what makes a god is determined by whether or not you are worshipped by subjects which is another interesting point which they haven't really showed in mcu is no one really prays to thor or odin well you see people pray to odin but you don't see people pray to thor and so it doesn't make don't... thor a god and, and that's like, we don't see it. And it could be and they talk because about it people probably don't pray to Hercules. But so Thor is probably in that same boat. Well, because remember in this scene, like Gore, like when Gore's talking to him, he's like, we're your, we're your worshipers, like we're your followers. And then he was like, I'm the last one. And so now I'm starting to think that people stop praying to Thor because no one knew who Thor was like before he came to this earth. Like, I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's 
I mean, that's that's some like lore and history that we would have to get into because the there are people that know who Thor is, and I mean, like now, and there are probably churches dedicated to Thor, but, but we are not pre Thor movie. Would there be? What you say? Pre yeah, pre Thor like, movie. Would there be uh, those churches and all of that, or any signs of Thor at all? But then that's what I, that's why I, I don't think so because if you remember in the first Thor movie, Jane only knew of Thor through the stories. It's like, well, what if all Thor's worshippers, like they've already passed on, they've already died, and so that's why Thor is considered like a myth now until he comes back to Earth. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like there are a lot of people who there are people who worship regular ass humans, uh, you know cults and so if thor showed up with the godly powers and like the the ability to do stuff and the fact that thor has saved the world multiple times and all of that we it's there are definitely cults and churches dedicated to worshiping thor and one of the things that's not mentioned in a lot of these situations there are some gods that get their power from being prayed to or like from them. people praying yeah. to them to show and, american gods yeah, yeah and i'm yeah. wondering if any of the gods um are in that situation i think odin potentially but i don't know and this reminded me a lot of that uh show on stars the american gods as far as they're essentially as powerful as your belief in them yeah mm-hmm yeah. Well, let's let's get let's get back to movies. So, what happens after we were in the desert? What happened after that? Where do we? Uh, we we cut to Thor in, uh, like he's contemplating, and the Guardians are outside fighting. Oh war. yeah, I thought we we're. It's funny. I thought we were going to see more Guardians than what we did. I didn't based on the trailers. The trailers show oh, them really? in the same scene. See throughout the trailer, and I was like, they're not going to be there throughout the trailer. That's why. That's why. Yeah, that's what. That's that's what you get, Wardell. See, I, I I thought I thought they were going to be out here more. Uh, I don't watch. I don't watch trailers, so I I had no idea. But I was I was also under the impression that we would get more Guardians. Like I thought this was going to be a Thor slash Guardians. Me too. That's yeah. That's exactly what I thought. It's it's funny. Just that training montage was pretty good. Like just seeing him training, and I love the interaction between him and Peter. Like. That that whole like looking to the one you love, that whole thing, that was fun. that might have been the that. funniest scene. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty good. Like, and like the ones you love, and he's just those freaking leaning in, like that. laughing llamas. I mean those. Oh those, my god, those that goats! Made the, yeah, yeah that those goats. When I say llamas, oh those uh, goats were hilarious. They actually have names too. I'll have to look up the name. I told my wife like they are they are actual like Marvel characters. Um, they're normally associated with Odin, I believe. But y'all have to look up. You know, who those they goats, it, it, it sounds like two humans just yelling. <laughs> yes. Oh, those goats were so funny. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I wanted to kind of see um, from the Guardians. Uh, what's the what's the big green dude name? Oh, it's crazy. I literally don't remember the name. I literally went blank on his name. Uh, Drax. Yeah, I want to see Drax and Thor kind of interact as well. Because, you know, Drax thinks he's all that. He thinks he's super strong. I wanted, I wanted to see them kind of interact as well. He kind of took the back seat. Like, anytime they're around Thor, it seems like he takes the back seat. And it's yeah. like this standoff between him and uh, the leader of the Guardians. Peter, yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, thought they were going to come back at the end, though. And I was surprised not seeing him. I thought when he needed help and everyone was tied up, he was going to come and 
yeah audience would have came but i did i did look up those goats names but i'm gonna tell you right now i cannot pronounce them so i'm not even gonna try so if, if people want to know who those characters are in marvel and they're also in greek mythology as well i'm not greek norse mythology uh yeah you can look at those names i'm definitely cannot say them yeah um i i enjoyed the goats i'm sure that there were some people who were annoyed by the goats I actually thought I, I thought I was going to be like after the first time and then at the second time and at the third time I was like I thought I was gonna get tired of it, but every time they came in, man, they, they was spaced them so out funny. enough. Yeah, it was just the amount of perfect amount of time. If they would have did it one or two more times, it would have been like, okay, this is getting old. Yeah, but yeah, I, there, there's I, one trick that got old. I think Taika Waititi knows what he's doing. Yeah, like I I think he's I think he's out here doing uh, good work. Yeah, so for sure, I expected yeah. I expected more Guardians. I'm a little surprised that we didn't get more Guardians. And I'm okay with the fact that we didn't get more Guardians because it feels like the movie would have been real heavy. Yeah. What y'all y'all think about the Rock Claude Van Damme moment that Thor had? Jean-Claude Van Damme? Bro, you know, you know, that's what I said in my mind. But when I said it out loud, that's definitely not what came I out. let you have two <laughs> ideals already. Uh, there you go. So I, I couldn't. The, the people know Jean-Claude me. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, that was um, that was a nice little homage. I thought it was funny. My wife had no idea what was going on. We watched it. She's like, why is he doing that? I was like, it's a callback to like another it's a movie. Yeah. So I told her. And that's like if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. So it, it's no. the same as when uh, Doctor Strange had the dude from the Evil Dead pop up. Oh yeah, like, kind of just uh, a Ash from the Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's because that's because um, Sam he, Raimi he directed him. it. Yeah, so he he does a lot. They do a lot of stuff together. Yeah, I think he's he is in every Sam Raimi project. I think he is. Yeah, because he, he was in the original Spider Man. Yes, he was the ticket taker at oh. the theater. Yeah. So look, at that. Yeah, look, look, we just drop drop some knowledge on Wardell. There we go. They pulled a Stan Lee with him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, also, he, like, he, will, he will always show up. I, I also enjoyed seeing Thor just kind of come out of his, I guess, semi-retirement. Where he's fighting against all those people with the Guardians. Like the Guardians are like, hey, we need you. And then like he just goes and just start putting in work on all those, you know, and that's that right there. That's why Thor being funny is not a problem for me. That's the Thor that I want to see more of, though. For sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that that's still Thor, him being funny is not an issue for me. But with Hulk, like, Hulk is... Why are you here? (laughs) Hulk is being funny at the cost of his ability. Yeah, like, because I remember, like, the last time Hulk was, like, worth talking about was, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Yeah. And yeah, that the Avengers movie like that, that was where that's the Hulk that we should have. Um, but in Thor Ragnarok, yeah, he was uh, he was turned into he was starting the hard decline to what we see now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Hulk's characterization over the course of the MCU. Do you think he's going to get redemption either with? she hulk or with a hulk movie in the future i i think for me not she hulk i, I think, think it would will. be i think he will what i think whatever the next project is outside of she hulk i think whatever he pops up in next i think he has to return back to 
the way he was because people are just complaining about Hulk too much. And I know the people at Marvel and Disney, like I know they hear this. I'd be surprised because it, it seems to me like it, it it seems to me like they're kind of, you know, stepping away from the original set and getting into the new set. Yeah. And other than Thor, like we don't have any originals at this point. So I am under the impression that Hulk had already been in the phase out process. And that's why he's just cameoing in things. That's kind of how Marvel feels as a whole, it seems like with phase four. Thanos was like the stitch that attached a reason to everything going on essentially for the first couple of stages of Marvel. And now it just seems like I thought the whole multiverse thing was going to be the thread, but there's nothing that's pulling everyone together or any main figure that I see that's going to require everybody yet. And that I, I think the plan is for that to be Kang eventually. And I am giving them grace because Thanos was what tied it together, but it was a while before we saw him. Like yeah. it was the first Avengers movie. And so Loki was the thing that brought them together initially. And Loki was just a pawn of Thanos. So I'm giving them time to, you know, like build something toward what the next large scale issue is going to be. Um, because, you know, initially we didn't, we weren't aware of what the MCU was cooking up at first. Like we had oh, some at all. but like we were watching them like, you know, establish some people so that they could bring them together eventually. And then we got the Avengers, which was one of the greatest things to happen at the time. Like the Avengers is a very good movie. And it did, it did what it was supposed to do the right way, in my opinion. So I think that on one hand, Disney has a formula that can work. On the flip side of that coin, because we have lived through up to and after Thanos, we have an expectation. Yeah, and that's, yeah. we want it now because we know what mm -hmm. can happen. And before, when we didn't know what could happen, we didn't have any expectations. So expectations are destroying our ability to be patient, it feels like. Do you think it's going to take them another eight films to build up to that second main villain? Or do you think it's going to come a lot quicker? I think that's a, I think that's a tough one, man. Just, I mean, I feel like we just have to be patient. I mean, I definitely agree with you saying, like, I, I want to know who the, what the thing is that's stitching everything together, but it's like, it's no telling when that's going to happen. The fact that they had the little like meeting about the next 10 years of what the MCU has leads me to believe it's going to be. That, that should, and that should actually should be coming up here within another two or three weeks. Uh, I think they're going to announce that at San Diego Comic-Con. I think they're doing yeah, a, so, Hall, a Hall H thing there. Yeah. The fact that the meeting was projected to be like, to go into 2030, like that's, it's, yeah. they're going to, that's gonna a, do it nice and slow. Let's get back to the movie. What did you guys think about uh, Lady Thor and Jane? How did y'all feel about that story? Because that's that's literally straight out the comics. Like Jane had cancer, became Lady Thor, and people loved her. The people loved Lady Thor. And yeah, she eventually I, I, died. I like her. I think she's yeah. great. Uh, I wish we had more time with her. Shout that, out to her trainer. She was buff. 
Oh, dude. She was swollen that first scene. Yeah, she and Valkyrie. They've been to the gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, but that Thor hammer, the Mjolnir, the when it when she threw it and like it split apart into the all pieces. the pieces. Oh, I was like, gosh. oh yeah. shit. I was like, that Whenever, is tight as hell. I agree. When she broke Mjolnir up, I was like, ooh. <laughs> okay, Jane. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work. That Jane. Was, that was good. I, I and I also I enjoyed um uh not Lady Sif. What's what's her name again? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah, I, I enjoy Valkyrie oh, as well. Yeah, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, she looked good too. Um, yeah, she she did she did an amazing job. Um, I do want to, I want to ask was, about the sword too. What are you gonna say, Spencer? I said Meek was grown. Like that was weird. Um, I completely forgot Meek was there. Like I forgot I, Meek was a thing. Meek made a little cameo, but like whenever they said Meek was like writing stuff down, I was like, what? What do you mean? Like Meek is. <laughs> A little slug thing and then meek was like an adult in a suit and i was like what yeah i completely forgot he was even in this universe yeah uh, that was that, weird also uh korg <laughs> i like korg man korg I is just like korg. a cool dude man i swear i was more hurt than i thought i was gonna be when i thought he you know was in when korg, when korg started oh, melting yeah. yeah yeah i thought yeah i was like man they killed him i was like no way and then yeah once you got to see him I was like, okay, I can I can live with that. I can live with that. Cause yeah, I was because I was I was sad because Korg died, but I was also sad for Thor. Cause I was like, Thor has already lost so much. So much. Oh yeah. And here he is losing his best friend. That's his bro. Cause yeah, I was and I was like, Taika Waititi, you can't kill Korg. I love Korg. Yeah. Like, who's gonna tell the story now? Yeah. Now, did it feel a little weird not seeing Loki in a Thor movie? We saw Matt Damon. <laughs> we did. That oh, we did. oh, we should. We, let's talk about that too. <laughs> that was that was funny. That was like, so good. And and I'm sure, like, if if I'm sure, if you didn't see like any of the other Thor movies, which I don't know why you would have watched the fourth one, but you know what happens. You were probably thinking like, what the hell is Matt Damon doing here? Like, why is he in yeah, this scene? And that's the thing. That's a Ragnarok callback. Yeah, because in Ragnarok, uh, that little play, like Matt Damon plays Loki, and I think yeah. Thor is Thor's uh, is is a Hemsworth, uh, Liam, the short one, or Liam. No, Liam is the Liam is the other tall one. There's a short Hemsworth, and oh, I think I that, that one is Thor, the actor Thor. Mm. That was that was just funny to Melissa see them McCarthy. replay the whole movie of freaking <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. That was uh, that was it was, yeah, that was, so it was a nice touch. That was and like it's like if you didn't see the movie that like that low key kind of caught you back up to what happened. Yeah, like, like that. Yeah. That was that was Ragnarok. Like that's that lets you. That was that was the previously. Yeah. On this episode of Thor, like that's that's what that was, and it was so good. And I guess Taika Waititi just knows some people because he got <laughs> Matt Damon and he got Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> the dad was like, yeah, now I'm disappearing. You just see the stuff floating. And you see him in the background just like crawling off. I was like, oh, that's yeah, it was that it was, was so was good. good. It like that was that was theater. Like it was it was hilarious. Uh oh, let so me good. ask you. So the first time we see uh not the first time, this actually is that the first time we see gore and like his full goreness when he first pulls out the necro sword and he kind of brings the shadows up. I think because I knew the comics, so I knew that was like symbiotes and like when you first see him spawn the 
the shadows. One of them were there. A lot of them were looking like spiders almost. And the, I was getting a feeling. I was like, are they going to introduce symbiotes into the MCU? Like or an official thing? I was really thinking that. And then they didn't go anywhere. You got to see the faces. Of, oh, never mind. Man. I didn't think they were. Like I was, I was under the impression that like symbiotes were not involved because again, I figured Sony owns that. Well, and so Venom's in the MCU. Remember at the end of uh, well, yeah, but I whatever movie that was, I don't remember. The last Spider Man, yeah, because Sony still owns the idea of symbiotes. I didn't think that they were going to do that because this this wouldn't be the situation to do it in. I don't think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a little that, Easter egg, though, that'd be a nice way for well, them to. Well, that's why I. That's why I think when you saw the spider creatures, like I almost felt like that was almost almost an Easter egg because obviously, like on Venom's chest, like you see like a spider symbol, basically. And I think chest. that was an Easter egg for us. Yeah, yeah, but not yeah. not toward actual symbiotes being in the universe yeah well yeah and once you actually see what they look like then you're like oh, okay never mind then like that's that's not what they went for but yeah i think it was like maybe a quick small easter egg which i haven't i normally watch a lot of easter egg videos after i watch the movie uh but since doing a podcast like i purposely don't watch them until we talk about it on the podcast which uh as far as uh easter eggs we're when we're, whenever we get into omnipotent city that's that's when we're going to talk about that they 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 slap they were handing them out and drop a few gems yeah so i guess if if we're moving along what do you guys feel about the whole um once thor sees me on there and kind of their i don't know whatever shape you want to call that relationship and stormbreaker getting getting jealous what did you guys think about that stormbreaker being jealous was hilarious to me I thought it, I thought it was pretty funny uh i didn't we didn't know it up to this point that it had a personality yeah. yeah, like I yeah, I didn't know Stormbreaker had feelings. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Uh the first time I enjoyed it, after I kept seeing it, I was like, uh, I don't really keep needing this. Like, was it kind of like Fat Thor? Like it first yeah. scene was funny and then yeah. So you got um, tired of it pretty quick. I did, and I did. But the thing is, I also I did know, I don't know about Stormbreaker, but I do know Mjolnir has a personality. Um, because there's actually they actually consider Mjolnir like a living being like there is something inside of Mjolnir and so when it broke in the comics it created like a like a giant storm and y'all knew it had like feelings and all that but yeah I didn't know about Stormbreaker but yeah I got I got kind of tired of that real fast I said the first time seeing it it was funny again I think they spread it out enough for me where I thought it was funny um I mean and I I can agree the conversations that Thor was having with Stormbreaker were a little corny Oh yeah, big time. But I I think it worked. I think it landed. I don't I don't think it uh it didn't bother me, but I I enjoyed it. But I, I guess one did, thing I that did raises... wonder Oh, go ahead. So with Jane wielding the hammer, it seems like she immediately grabs the hammer and she automatically can fight. Do you think even though it didn't show there was a period where she had to train to get to Thor's level? No. The, no. And that that's the thing like, well, if you if Odin said whoever wields this hammer has the power of Thor. So you come with the power. Yeah. And I don't I, I mean she was fighting, so I, I don't think there's no training. Maybe you have to train to I don't know, use lightning correctly, but even then like I think you come with the knowledge of how to do everything. 
I agree. I think that wielding Mjolnir gives you, uh, like you just have it. And yeah. Because uh, even in uh, Endgame, like Captain America just started knew. using it. Yeah, like he knew he knew how to call lightning. Like he knew how to do the whole spin super fast thing, throw, propel you in the so air. I, I think that yeah, like wielding Mjolnir comes with the instruction manual implanted at the but, moment of uh, ho- like when you get it. But on how to fight, because it with Captain's defense, he was already a fighter. Then you give him the hammer, he's enhanced. It seems like yeah, and I mean, yeah, he can he can use any weapon, but and that I'm but using thunder, like you you'd need some instructions on that, like. You know, just fighting with it and using it as a weapon, cool. We know Captain America could do that, but like summoning thunder, like yeah. that's 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 a skill you gotta you know, like have. You know, the plot hole I just realized just happened is that Captain America basically I don't why he didn't turn into Thor. Because that's, that's what have. I was getting at, is is where or even vision to that extent, like holding the hammer gives you the the power of, of the Thor. hammer, but it doesn't make certain people Thor. Yeah, because well, it's, it's it, I always thought you you should have you should turn into Thor a Thor version, and I just thought about that. Captain America didn't turn into Thor. I think the reason for because Thor causes that to happen, like Thor, like makes himself armored up and like braided up and all that, and Jane did the same thing. Like Jane could you know at will remove the helmet, put the helmet back on, mm-hmm. like it suit up and all that. So I think that that's a decision you make while you're using Mjolnir. Yeah. And Captain America just decided I don't need a Thor outfit. Like I, this is what this is my shit. Yeah. Like, why would I need to do that? But Jane was like, No, I need I need some armor. It's what well, it's. Well, but I gotta have also, these guns out. I'm also thinking mm-hmm. yeah, that too. I'm also thinking about um, in the comics, Storm from the X Men. She mm-hmm. she grabs um, Mjolnir and she turns into basically another version of Thor, um, and she ends up getting her own hammer as well. Um, I think it's like Stormbringer. I think it's the name of her hammer. But she ended up turning into Thor. So I just thought about that. Like, well, how come Captain America? But also in the comics, Captain America didn't turn into Thor once he grabbed it either. So I don't know. Yeah. It could so be what I, you said. I wouldn't call that a plot hole. I I think that that's just a decision one makes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because Captain America wasn't trying to be a Thor, whereas Lady Jane Thor needed was, to like she was a Thor. Yeah. And obviously she was Thor for a minute because she uh Tessa Thompson's character didn't even look surprised to see her. So yes, because yeah, she was like she's yeah, been here like, like oh, you'll you're enjoy gonna her. love it. Yeah. Like, who's that wielding Mjolnir? Oh, just wait. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, the Shadow Realm. Uh, whenever they got to the Shadow Realm and the color disappeared, I thought that was cool. Oh, that I was, was like, ooh, yeah, that ooh, was cool. that's ominous, and I love it. But only, only God Power had color. Yeah, that didn't so notice it. Whenever Mjolnir was Lit casting up. light, there was color. Yeah. Uh, whenever Stormbreaker was going with Zeus's uh lightning bolt. Oh yeah, we, like we went was... we went completely past so I'm the city. Let's let's back up we're a little gonna, bit. We're gonna, I guess okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jeez. No, you're good. Um you're keeping us on track. So <laughs> with omnipotence city, uh we who who did you see? I didn't recognize anybody. I don't know I if y'all either. did. Yeah. I think I saw the Black Panther God. For real? Um, I think I saw the Panther God huh tomorrow uh bass yes i think i saw bass 
Mm. I know I saw a couple of celestials. Like, oh, I did. Out. Yeah, I, yeah, I did see that. Just a couple of celestials. It was um, funny seeing Cork's uh, God. Yeah, yeah his God. He was like, I really want to see him. <laughs> oh, speaking of Cork, that was crazy. His story about how he got birthed. He's like, yeah, yeah I was not expecting like that. Held hands over. So a I'm guessing pit. that all of Korg's people, like Korg's people, are only men. In the in the movie, if you guys watch uh, the Hulk versus, you remember um, Hulk versus Thor, Korg popped up there, and it was only dudes there whenever you saw him. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess I, so. I'll have to watch that movie again because I did not know Korg was in there. Yeah, Korg Korg is in there. Even uh, even the uh, the little one with that was right on the board. What's his name? Meek. Meek is in there as well. Meek looks, he's just, he looks like a bug. And yeah, so that's, that's that whenever is, I see Meek. That's how it's I mean, and I, that movie, I saw that movie so long ago, I would have just, I wouldn't have even noticed them. So yeah, like that, next time I see that movie, then I'll know, I'll be like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. And uh, at that time, we didn't really care about Korg. Like, nope. Ragnarok made us even know who Korg was, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I had not read enough Thor comics to know who Korg and Meek were. So, like, and Ragnarok Marvel's is the reason. Real- Marvel's real, I guess, superpower is to take these fourth and fifth tier characters and making us care about them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I 100% agree with you because there are plenty of characters that appeared in MCU that I did not give a fuck about. And now I'm just like, oh, yeah, I like that character. Like, yeah. Yeah. Never gave a shit about Rocket Raccoon. Now I enjoy seeing Rocket. So, yeah. Omnipotent City, though, that was that was a really good scene. I actually, I thought we were going, when he mentioned Hercules, I thought Hercules was going to appear there before, you know, we saw him at the end of the movie. Um, I wasn't, we see him. I wasn't sure. Um, and of course, we got our standard, uh, you know, the MCU formula um, requires a few things. So we got um, shirtless hero. That box was checked. That was, um, one, that was a big check, too. He was naked. Yeah. Like, naked that might have been marvel's first like nude scene well we didn't see well we saw butt cheeks i guess so i mean i don't remember seeing anybody else butt cheeks i mean i was i would love to see i think scarlett johansson's you know i I need to see some of those did we we may have seen loki's butt cheeks and loki because he got stripped oh he got he got stripped down oh so maybe um i I don't well that was that was a tv show it's still mcu yeah, but for normal people, I mean, some people probably didn't watch it. This is like the first movie. How about we say this first movie, but you've seen? I think so. I can't like lock that in because I feel like that's not something I'd retain. I mean, it's unless it was like unless a real Scarlet, Black yeah, it was like Scar Joe. <laughs> you know, that would have been you know in my mind forever. So I am under the impression that this was the first time we saw um, Bear. Yeah. Ass all, cheeks. In. All those ladies' reactions. How did the theater respond to you uh, when y'all went to go see it? How did the crowd respond to that scene? I think th- my crowd was laughing at the reactions of the people on the TV. Like there were no women that I saw faint in the movie <laughs> theater or anything. Yeah, there what were no ver- no verbal cues, but uh, I'm like, sure there was just weird. laughter from yeah. the reactions on screen from the girls passing out. Yeah, that was that. That was that, and it was also. Tessa like, Thompson being like, "Girls around huh. I know it's funny. It was like, okay, you know, we're going to go on my go when I say, and then like that happens. They're both just like, "Hmm, let's just wait a minute. Let's see what happens." So, yeah, that that but, was um, that was crazy to see. Also, Zeus just get straight lightning bolted, and his lightning bolt was pretty oh, yeah. cool too. Yeah, 
Oh, Thunderbird, I should I should, you know, correct that as he did. Eh. Now, is Hercules supposed to be more powerful than Zeus and the Marvel MCU? Uh, it's funny because Zeus, I, I feel like he don't get playtime in Marvel comics. Like it's it's always Hercules. Really. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like Odin. Well, Odin gets more playtime than in Zeus. Um, but yeah, Zeus Hercules gets playtime in DC, but not really very much in Marvel. Like we we see a lot more Hercules. As far as the uh, Greek pantheon, I think Hercules is probably who we see the most in Marvel comics. But uh, in Ares, we, yeah, those two, that's it. But because they went, because Thor is so important, we don't see Greek pantheon very often. True. Does, does like, DC DC has their Hercules in Zeus? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in the Justice League movie when they uh, did the flashback of all the gods battling. Oh. And depending on depending on the storyline, Zeus is Wonder Woman's father. Oh, really? Yeah. Again, depending on the storyline. Yeah. Because you know they retcon shit all the time. But like, I think that like Zeus forged her out of clay and then like struck oh, lightning, and now she I have has life. Yeah, I've I've heard that origin story. So it's weird yeah, like they don't have dibs. Like DC or Marvel has dibs on the Greek gods. Well, because it's like. Public domain, basically. Yeah, like the, they they are just myths that exist in the world. Yeah. So you know, like that's why you can do whatever you want with them. That's why there are so many different uh, versions of that story. Because uh, yeah. we have um, immortals and we have Clash of the Titans and like we yeah. Which I, I used to love those movies too. Immortals was so good. Yeah, I agree. Wrath of the Titans that was a good one too. But uh, they were both they were both consistently good. Usually the sequel, you know, falls off, but they're both good. Yeah. Uh, on task. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. I, I'm pretty sure I saw Bast. I'm pretty sure I saw, I know I saw two Celestials. Um, we saw Zeus. I didn't, I didn't see anybody else that I recognized. No, I didn't. I legit was like, what the hell? I legit said, what the hell out loud when they showed that little, I don't know, that little gumball, Wong Tong. Oh. <laughs> yeah, with the little uh, anime eyes. Like, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> the God of Dumplings or something. Yeah, I was like, what in the world? Yeah, that was random, but it was funny. Yeah. So... Uh, it was cool after we kind of after Zeus gets his you know gets his bolt it, through the chest. How how do you feel about how Zeus? I mean, we may have talked about this already, but how do you feel about Zeus's depiction? It was unexpected. I was expecting something more similar to Odin. Me too. But I was pleasantly surprised just because it went left, and Russell Crowe actually I thought did a decent job. Yeah, I'm about to say like I thought it was going to be like a. More serious father figure type god um, versus what we got, and he did like he did tell Thor like we know about this already, but we're not trying to cause mass hysteria, which I understand. Which yeah, I like whenever Zeus understand. went down there, Zeus was like, first of all, hell yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude is killing gods, and if he came here, it would be a problem. I did think we were going to get a scene where. Um, Gore was going to be there. Like, I thought he was going to appear and I'm um, in the city. I thought he was going to start like taking out gods and everything. Slaying people. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was going to happen. That, um, I also kind of thought, I figured if they made it there, then Gore could make it there too. But once they explained what Gore wanted to do, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, he had a reason to go there because he had a grander scheme. 
Yeah. Um, oh. I And I did figure they'd get, I thought we were going to see some God join them. Like, I didn't think it was just going to be the, the lightning bolt. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Hercules. That's what I thought. Hercules was going. That's what I thought we were going to get Hercules at that moment. But yeah. yeah, I wasn't because they they started naming gods from like all of the like raw and like they, they started naming different gods from like every um not every but um multiple different mythologies. I thought they were gonna so, say Conchu. I, I legit when they said when he said raw, I thought he was gonna mention Conchu from yeah, Moon Knight. I, I I thought we were gonna see someone from something else. Uh Son Goku or uh, no, uh <laughs> not Son Goku, uh the one that Goku was based on. Son yeah, yeah, Wukong. Yeah. Son Wukong, yeah. The monkey. Yeah. The ape, uh, yeah. yeah. I I I yeah. Like I was like that would have been cool. Everything is up in the like eh. but um did they say why they needed the lightning bolt or did Tessa Thompson just want it? Uh they said that it would be helpful because they didn't yeah, I think they just wanted it. It wasn't the plan, though. It, they, I guess they figured if they couldn't recruit any other gods, so like we can just, you know, we're here anyway. We might as well take something to benefit. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was like, I don't, when I was thinking about it, I was like, why did Tessa want it? Like, just because she didn't have, like, a weapon equal to, like, Mjolnir or Stormbreaker. So it's like, maybe she just she, wanted yeah, it. I think she just wanted it. Like, they knew it would be helpful yeah. in getting the job done. And then once again, we see Thor kind of praising the lightning bolt, want to touch it, and then Mjolnir getting, not Mjolnir, Stormbreaker getting a little jealous. Yeah. That came around again. So That was, uh, and you know, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, so whenever the conversation that happened between Thor and Jane. Oh, man. That, that filled up what happened to them in their relationship? Uh, well, I mean, well, oh, yeah, I think the, Korg that too. We talking about the cancer, like when she told him, yeah, yeah cancer, she had cancer. When he was like, "I still love you, and I want to make this work," and then she was like, "I have cancer." That's probably was, how that conversation would go. I like how unclean it was. It was just spur of the it moment. It was awkward. Yes, and weird, and that felt right. Yeah, I, I legit, I feel bad for Thor. Like he, he thought he's about to have like this happy life with her, and like he finds out. The reason she became Thor because she's dying of cancer. And that was another thing that was really realistic to me was the like how they broke up because we never heard about like we never knew what happened in mm-hmm. uh Age of Ultron. We just knew they weren't a thing. Yeah. But we didn't know why. And the way that they showed how they just kind of started drifting apart was powerful to me just because it was incredibly realistic in how things go sometimes and there are a lot of people that you know don't even realize it's happening and yeah and it was needed it was needed because we hadn't seen jane since dark world and so there are probably newer watchers who probably didn't even know who she was or the significance she has with thor that is that is also true like i feel like you never know this could be somebody's first marvel movie uh, funny scene during that whole thing when you find see the flashback, <laughs> the Mjolnir like pulling them as like they were on the skates and then like Thor's holding Mjolnir and like she's holding Thor <laughs> like just slowly going. That was that was pretty funny. I like that. That was that was pretty good. Like I said, there yeah, was there were some good funny parts here, just not for me. Yeah, and I mean again, that little montage was very rom com to me. 
Um, Because, you know, rom-coms always have, like, the sad moment in the second act. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I think it was powerful just because of how genuine it was and how many people can relate to that and how many people go through that in real life. It's like Man. nothing, we didn't, like nothing bad happened. Like nobody disrespected anyone. Nobody did anything foul. Like they just got busy with what they had going on and slowly drifted apart. And she saw it happening and decided that she didn't want to not necessarily waste time but she wanted more from this than what she was getting and yeah, so she wanted to go out there and, and enjoy her last hurrah like i wonder how yeah. many people that really hit when they was like i'm dying of cancer like i feel like anybody who's ever lost someone to cancer well, but that's the, real like, close when, to them i'm like Damn, when she wrote the feel. note she didn't know she had cancer yet yeah like when she wrote the note, it was completely outside of the fact that she got diagnosed with cancer. It was, you know, I'm not getting what I need out of this relationship and you're not either. And so we need to, you know, split this up because it's not working as it is. Like Which we do not have time for each other. And usually they don't go that in depth with the romantic relationships in Marvel. And so this was the first time they really went deep into a relationship. This was a romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess after after we, you know, we found out that Jane has cancer and everything, um, the next scene is, is that when they go to the shadow room? Yeah, when we lose color. Yeah. And dude, when freaking Jane finds out that he needs Stormbreaker and she just chunks the shit out of Stormbreaker. I'm like, yeah, damn, that shit, like, that shit ain't coming shit back. Out of here. And Thor's like, she threw that um, shit far. Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll probably throw my sword. Uh, I love and those fights. That was a good fight scene, though. That was a Very good fight, good fight scene. scene. And oh, um, Gore was kind of spinning a little bit. Yeah. Gore walked up to Valkyrie and was like, hey, uh, you're looking kind of sad there, aren't you? Yeah. Because the know, gods failed you too, didn't they? Yeah, she yeah, she was I that was a very good moment too. Like just seeing them in that whole speech right there, like she shed a little tear too, because like she did they they really did fail her, like all her sisters got the L. They yeah. all did. And that's what I'm saying. Like Gore was Gore was spitting at him a little bit. Gore uh went up to Jane and was like, hey, uh, we got something in common now, don't we? <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think about seeing um the son of um what's it now? What's the name Heimdall. of the transfer? Yeah, Hamdahl. What do you think about that? I was a little I was a little annoyed at that. I don't they, know why I feel like they kind of just threw it in there just yeah to... I don't know why I was super annoyed about it. It was just like uh I don't know. I, I wasn't ready for New Heimdall yet. I think that's what it is. I I think it was necessary because yeah, I agree. There wouldn't have been a way to but then connect. make it out of that. Yeah, there, there wouldn't have been a way to like Thor to find them. Yeah, I agree. I just I wasn't ready. I didn't realize I wasn't ready. Because when they, when they out. kept showing that black kid, I was like, he's important. Yeah, I don't know why yet. Yeah. But he's important. Gore is, just, Gore is just so creepy towards them, too. Like, oh, no. my gosh. That montage when he's talking to the kids. Oh, yeah. Like, when Gore was never like, meet oh, your heroes. what a good story. Let me go. And he grabbed his like, dead little head. <laughs> just rolls the head to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then was nonchalantly like, what's, what's wrong? What's the problem? Yeah. You guys were just talking about it. We're, we're, I thought Gore slated. It, it was like a mixture of like 
Joker and it, I don't know. It just like a Joker, it scary killer, yeah, monster. Yeah, he did. They did really good with you know Goreness. Um, I mean Christian Bale, like he when he gets a part, he he handles it. Like yeah, he, I don't I don't know that Christian Bale has any bad parts. So when 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 he when he gets when they gave it to him, I was like, I'm not worried about his performance. Like, I I know for a fact that he's going to uh, handle this. And it's so. hard to make a villain genuinely creepy. And this was one of the first ones that was like kind of give you just yeah, chills. like this. This had some horror movie sprinkled in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, the black and white, and all you saw was like his gold eyes. That was that was good. Like I, I enjoyed seeing that black and white world, and the only thing you see of him, and I like when he take his hood off, like you just see his eyes just like beaming in the dark, like he's just like going back into the shadows and everything, ripping them back into the shadows after he's talking to him. That it was that was really good. Yeah, he was he was a a fucking problem, and I like, I mean, I like it when it's not just like one person going against themselves which is what a lot of superhero movies end up being and i feel like this was like a middle ground like it wasn't somebody who was the complete opposite but it wasn't somebody who just had the same power set and i think that worked here yeah. What uh so what happened after the Shadow Realm? Is that when we I mean that's we when we find out Jane is keeps going back and forth like she's about to die. It's like if you got one more time, you're gonna die. Yeah, that's when they go back to Earth. Yeah. Uh Valkyrie is injured, Jane is dying of cancer, and uh Gore now has Stormbreaker. Yeah. And so Which, he uh, I I had a question about that. Uh, why couldn't Thor just call Stormbreaker back? I thought the same thing. I like thought plot, the plot exact same, Yeah, I thought that exact same thing. It's like we know Thor can literally call it from across the galaxy. Because that's what Thor did. Like whenever Jane threw Stormbreaker, uh, Gore showed up and was like, "Call the axe." Yeah, call the axe. Also, even with that, is like. He was trying to open up Thor's hand to make him call it, but I was like, "How? Can, if he doesn't want to call it, he doesn't." He was like, "I don't think that's how it works." I, I thought it was based yeah. on will. Yeah, like, well, I thought, yeah, I was like, I, so I his hand had, yeah, his hand had nothing to do with it. So I was like, the fact that he was trying to give him but, to open up his hand, I was like, Gord may not have known that. Yeah, I guess that's true too. So I, I mean, I, that's what I attributed that to was Gore doesn't know how this works, and so Gore just knows that open hand is how it gets here. So let yeah. me see. Let me try. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought about that too. Like, how come he just didn't call it back? Yeah, whenever Gore had it, I was like, it, that thing should have just flown out of Gore's hand immediately. But, okay. Um, and with that because, same reason, there there were scenes where it's like Thor could have got out of that. Thor could have got out. It's very hard to gauge what Thor can and can't do with his ability. I feel like that about a lot of superheroes. And that's the thing we. You have to suspend your disbelief because there are always going to be moments where it's like, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Why would because it that because story has to happen. Yep. And so I again in my mind, I was like, why doesn't Thor just call? But then I was like, oh, because the story's gotta happen. (laughs) So 
you know, in order for a movie to happen, Thor can't just call Storm. And we got to give Thor a reason to use the Zeus lightning bolt, I guess. Now, did y'all expect Jane to actually die? Yes. I did because I read the comic. That's the only reason I knew she was going to die. That's I, really like, I, yeah, I, I didn't read was. the comics, but I knew Lady Thor died. So, and I felt like Natalie Portman was out. So. Yeah, because yeah, she was kind of. I knew because I don't. I don't know if you guys knew, but she wanted to have a bigger role if she was going to come back to Thor movies. And yeah, so she got the bigger role that she wanted. I was gonna say, was she ever really in? Like it outside of the first two Thor movies. Well, I think because they had there was an issue that she had with Marvel, like Marvel itself. And I can't remember what the issue was about. Um, it could have been because she took a lesser role, um, but I knew that's the reason why she was not in any of the other movies. And so when they got her back, that was like a really big deal because she said she wasn't coming back unless she got a bigger role. So yeah, that's 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 the way I knew that. Uh, so we're moving. Let's say we're you know, moving along, and then so we get to kind of the final battle. I'm gonna tell you something so, that probably annoyed me. The biggest thing in the movie. Which I think it was the biggest thing that annoyed you. Yeah, uh, was it him imbuing the power of Thor to the children? You goddamn right it is. <laughs> you goddamn right. They, I ain't gonna lie. It remind me of that Shazam moment when Shazam kind of gave all his powers. It to, felt Shazammy. Yeah, uh, I will give you that. But when I when he gave his some of his power to the kids, I was like, no fucking way. Ain't ain't no goddamn way these kids just we were giving them powers. And this little bitch got this teddy bear. My bad for calling her a bitch. I, I was just angry. I was going to say, why she got to be a bitch? God she damn. didn't do anything. <laughs> my bad. I was angry. I should redirect my anger at Thor. But yeah, man, I'm just like, come on now. And to that level, it'd be different if you gave them, like, say, just the ability of lightning. They all essentially had Zeus level power. Dude. And they needed to because they were fighting shadow demons. Yeah, but even then. of the night. Even then, they probably would have got ripped to shreds. No, they wouldn't. They had the power of Thor temporarily. Oh my god! So no. they pulled a, a Naruto where he goes around patting everybody. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him all a little bit of Naruto's chakra. Look at that little anime moment right there. Brandon would have never known that. Yeah, Brent, yeah, <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I, got home, I got a homie that's gonna like that reference. Good job, Wardell. <laughs> but but yeah. no, that that was probably the biggest issue with the movie was that that's quite convenient. Yeah, I, that annoyed again, so much. Stories got to happen. But, I mean, I think that was better than the kids just cowering to the side over there. I, I didn't fine with think that. that he was going to give them any powers. I thought that they were just going to use whatever abilities they already had. The power of friendship. We hold hands <laughs> yeah. and we just I thought won. they were going to use the power of friendship to, to <laughs> get through this. Because I know that they're scared little kids, but, you know, some of them are from all kinds of different worlds and, you know, they have abilities and whatnot. So, yeah, I thought the kids were just going to take rocks and sticks and shit <laughs> I thought, and I thought they was go in on these uh, creatures of the night. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to make them warriors, some of them had to die. Like, one or two It's children. slain. It's children. It's PG thirteen. You gotta watch a couple of them get knocked dying out in war. Maybe making it make it just get knocked out. You know, yeah, something. Nah, it's not. Nah. It's a um, romantic comedy. You can't be doing that. I would say um, after that fight, when Thor and Gore kind of go into eternity, did you have you guys ever seen the Demon Slayer movie or the Mugen Train arc? No. no. Okay, so they go into a world there where it's just completely like still and there's like clouds above you and you're like you're in a water and it's completely still. That reminded me of that like so hard. 
Well, and I've I've noticed that um, a puddle of water is like Marvel's. A puddle of water and clouds is is Marvel's like representation of things beyond. Because that's what the Soul Stone was, and I feel like there's another situation where that happened to i can't remember what it was but i feel like there's a another like water and clouds that is like a transcendent area or something um and i know that the um the heart-shaped herb panther land wasn't water oh but it still had like the clouds it it had that same low low clouds yeah Yeah. like it, it had that same like vibe to it now we have seen I don't know if this is on purpose, but I've noticed that Thor tends to get distracted and not deliver a final blow, allowing catastrophe to occur, because that this scene reminded me of uh, Infinity War when he didn't go for the head. And so Thanos was able to snap. And Thor could have stopped Gore from going in there, but he wasted time. And Gore could have went in there and ended things i mean luckily you know because the story had to happen thor had time to give him a monologue about hey be the bigger man but it just you know it reminded me that thor still got some i don't know if it's a situation where thor still has some growing to do or if thor's cockiness and arrogance are still a part of his character or if it was even on purpose but like the fact that thor allowed gore to go in there is something that seems to be a part of thor's character and And i don't think that arrogance goes away because even they set it up in the beginning when he's fighting with the guardians and the fact that he does the whole splits thing and the, the arrogance is still there i think that part of it was to show it so that way later on if you see him make decisions like that you're just like well that's just thor see i think i think this actually showed Thor is kind of growing, actually, because I think be- Thor before probably would have tried to cut, his, tried to go for the head, basically. In this, but I think he's also learning to become a king or become like a leader of his people. Like he's learning that maybe this this big villain isn't isn't what I need to handle right now. Like I need to care for my people. That's that's kind of what I got from the scene. Like he chose to be with his love versus going out there this i don't know this person that could end everyone else well he the the problem that i have with that is again he whenever they were in eternity i get that but before oh like right before walked in there oh he could have stopped him then yeah Yeah. right like gore should not have been able like gore shouldn't have made it to the door yeah because the sword is destroyed we're good it's over at that point it's like what are you doing why is why does nobody have eyes on him yeah for any length of time like get his ass bring his ass over here so that we don't have to worry about that we know the door is open so but we have we have broken his ability he's he's a dying whatever he is bring his ass over here yeah 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 before he got there yeah i get it I'm gonna tell you, but, I flipped you know, out again. Eternity story had to happen. Yeah. Now, what, one what of you, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, what do you guys think of Valhalla? Like seeing it and it becoming like a real thing at the end. I think it was cool. I 
I'm glad it happened. And I figured we would because A, they kept bringing it up. And B, I don't know if you have reached this point in Moon Knight yet, but Moon Knight lets us know that all of the planes of existence and all of the transcendent worlds do exist. And what you believe in kind of determines where you go or how you lived your life kind of determines where you go as far as afterlife. So I was under the impression that we were going to see Valhalla because it was referenced several times and I knew Jane was going to die or I had a pretty good idea that Jane was going to die. So I figured we were going to see Valhalla and I mean, I'm glad we did. And I thought that it, it looked like I thought it would. Do you think it's going to be used for further plot or do you think that really is like going to be their heaven? I, I think we'll see it again. I think we'll see Valhalla again. I don't know when. I don't know what's the plan for the next, you know, Asgard universe uh, story-wise, but I think we could see, I think we could see it again. I mean, hell, Loki could, you know, go to Valhalla, meet his mom again, see his mom, or even get like a vision from his mom because uh, I assume that she's in Valhalla as well. Actually, yeah. she, she, I mean, she's in Down the Battlefield, so I don't know how it works. Uh, but yeah, I was happy to see it. I do know, just because I read comics, I do know that Jane eventually does come back um, out of Valhalla and she actually becomes a Valkyrie. Um, so if they wanted to, they could write her back in and bring her back as a Valkyrie. So before we get back into the movie, I have one question. Um, Jordan, do you know, in comic books, does Lady Sif lose an arm? Uh, no, that I don't know. No, Thor loses an arm, but I don't know about Lady Sif. I, yeah, I also know that Thor loses an arm, and I yeah. wondered if Lady Sif did too, or if that's what that connection was. No, um, yeah, I'm, you know, there's way too many comic books, so there's probably one somewhere where yeah. that's the case. And, um, I mean, I don't think they're gonna like get her a winter soldier arm or anything. But... <laughs> no, last time I, I think the last time we actually saw Lady Sif was in was... Loki, if I recall. Was she Loki? Yeah, she was a part of his like waking nightmare. Ah, oh you're right. yeah, you're right. I can believe I was thinking Agents of Shield. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. She was an and I feel like she, we may have seen her between then and now because she kind of just like stayed around. Um, one of I don't know if either of you have seen Ted Lasso, but sounds familiar. Ted Lasso is um, a show on Apple TV Plus, and it's very good. I highly recommend it. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy Kent. That will make sense to you if you watch Ted Lasso, and that is Hercules, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I am also excited to see Hercules just because I want to see kind of him and Thor. I I really like the actor they chose. Um, Oh, I was going to ask, though. So I do know that Thor has a daughter, but that's like in a faraway future. Um, so if I understand in this movie, she, does she have the power of eternity? Or am I just not understanding that moment? Because don't she have like laser eyes? Doesn't she have like something? Yeah, she, she had her dad's yeah. eyes that lit up, but it didn't show any actual power ability outside of her holding the hammer. She has laser eyes because you remember she she like zapped Thor and he like blocked it with a frying pan and was like yeah but then that was it's a brand like, new frying pan but I was like is she where does she get that power from that's what I wanted I, I didn't understand that I don't either maybe I, her I, dad I can't like 
the trade-off, I guess, like when her dad, since we sacrificed himself, did she inherit that by being alive? I mean, he didn't have any powers. Like, once he lost the sword, he's just a normal dude. And I, that's that's what I didn't understand. Like, did she gain the power of eternity? Or, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I that, that, that part a little long. Yeah, we're gonna, I think we'll have and to just see more. One of the things that I was going to ask was, we... At least I'm under the impression that they've been setting up for Young Avengers. Yeah, um, I, I, yep. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, because I was going to say, uh, do we think that Young Heimdall or her uh, love will be, you know, involved with that? I think we'll see love. I think she's coming back for sure. Because she Stormbreaker was bigger than her, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, yeah, I, I think was and like I know he has three daughters in the comics. I had to look it up. I remember reading about. I remember them fighting like space sharks and all that. But yeah, he has three daughters, and so I do think that we'll end up seeing this girl again in some type of young Avenger, Avengers. Uh, I think, movie. and that's Chris Hemsworth's uh, real daughter. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And. Chris Hemsworth's wife in real life was one of the randoms that he made out with at the beginning. Oh, oh was pi- it like on the, the pirate? Like that was gonna say oh, the, I, the one on the wolf, maybe. Oh, dude, that was crazy. Or maybe scene. the pirate one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's like I one made out with a wolf girl on top of a wolf. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, Cork's storytelling was great. It um, was. We need more of that. One of uh, the best. <laughs> yeah, I agree. One of the best lines in that movie was. The gods will use you, but they will not help you. And I was like, that was that I didn't think they were gonna go there. That was deep in this movie, but that uh that was that, deep. Okay. But and the Gore fact was he said it bars. to Jane, it, yeah, it hits Gore, harder Gore when he directed it to Jane. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Because that's that's in in this like that's the case for a lot because that's that was Gore's experience and that was the case for a lot of people. Um, I mean, and you could even argue that that's how Zeus was in a lot of cases. Yeah, and that's how a lot of the gods are in every single story we always hear about. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so. y'all notice Gore didn't really kill anyone outside of his mission. Like there were no innocent bystanders that were killed. Yeah, I mean that was and, that was his that's his thing. Like no one else but gods are going to pay. Yeah, and the thing there is, there are some people that would probably argue that Gore like didn't do anything wrong because of who he was killing. But it was made very clear to me that there were some innocent or like noble gods that ended up dying to Gore. So. Mm-hmm. If anybody's like, well, Gordon kill any people or any like citizens, so it's perfectly fine. Um, this is not a situation where all gods are bag of dicks. Yeah, right. We saw all of the ones that were, uh, or we saw some of the ones that were, and we were mostly introduced to the idea that these people calling themselves gods are the worst. Yeah. Um, and very human. Did they ever but, say how many he killed? 
No. No, we just, we just saw was, that there were a bunch of dropping bodies. Signals. Yeah, that's all and we saw. And we saw that him killing these gods caused mayhem left behind on the planets or wherever that this was happening. Um, I'm guessing that the gods that were there protected certain groups from other groups. And that is what was taken away and so there was a lot of like mayhem and mess because i think that's even what was happening on uh whenever thor and love showed up wherever they were at the end they were being those gods for that people yeah those are the good people those are the bad people we're gonna help the good people so those types of wars broke out all over the place because of what gore was doing and so be it right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, Gore went out of his way to kill potentially innocent beings. Uh, yeah. So for anyone who is like cool with what Gore did or is justifying it, um, I firmly get why Gore feels the way he does. His motivations make sense to me. Yeah. Um, however, I there were still innocent know. people. It may yeah, not have was, been there were still people civilians, but yeah, there were still innocent gods at the end of the day. Because to him, like being a god is a crime. Yeah. And you know, there are a lot of gods who don't choose that or who don't call themselves gods. Uh, there are a lot who do. And again, we we see gore being justified in this movie. Like we the people we run into justify what gore is doing except for the ones we don't know who he killed like that the yeah, giant, like that all giant the ones we never yeah. saw we don't know you're right so what are what are your thoughts on gore um people listening do you do you see where he's coming from would you have done the same thing do you agree with him do you think he's out of line do you like him as a villain uh do you wish he hadn't died what what are your what are your thoughts on gore um, as he is represented by Christian Bale in this film. Yeah. Um, I guess one last question. How do you guys feel about the movie now, having talked about it, uh, with your initials rating? Spencer, you had an eight, Wardell, you had a seven and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a, and a yeah, and I had a six and a half. Let me ask Spencer, what do you think now? Still, you're sitting at an eight? I kicked it up to an 8.5. 8.5. That's what high. What about you? Where I agree. I enjoyed it. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. I would, after talking about it, I would lean towards a seven. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll give it a seven after talking about it. Like I said, my first initial was a six and a half. I didn't really enjoy it. But now just thinking about, like, even though I didn't like any of the funny stuff in it, like, I I want my Thor to be serious. The funny stuff was funny. Um, So, yeah, I'll I'll give it a seven now at this point. And I, I I was worried that I wasn't worried about Christian Bale's performance. I was worried that I may not like Gore as a villain. Yeah. Uh, Gore was a good villain. And see, I feel like when it comes to like characters, like new characters that people love, like I think they have been nailing it with that. Um, Lady Thor, obviously people loved. Uh, Gore, people loved. And there was another new character recently. What What's the last movie that came out? Doctor Strange? Uh, yes. As far as movie. As movie, yes. Amer- American Chavez. Like, people liked American Chavez. 
And so I feel like with a lot of these newer characters, like they're getting it right. Like, I don't know how people feel about Miss Marvel right now, uh, about the show, maybe the character itself people are liking, but I feel like when it comes to like these new characters, like they've been nailing it. So And the good thing is for the people for the characters that have been like very newly created, the creators are still here and the and characters are still yeah, fresh. Mm-hmm. So Disney can just it. go and say, Hey dude, who wrote this? Can you help us out real quick? Which they should do, but there has been projects where they don't do that. There has and been that's, a I think projects. they've learned to get the right people involved. Yeah, and they need the because one of people. the biggest complaints is not having the right people in the room for the conversation, which is still a problem in a lot of areas. Either that or them changing a the movie once, like a previous movie got bad feedback. Them going in once it's filmed and altering it. I think that Disney's pretty good at like Disney doesn't have that problem. Like WB very much had that problem. Like there were a couple movies in the DC world that may not have been as bad as they ended up being because of changes that they made based on, uh, I guess, reviews and how previous things went. And Oh, yeah. That's what destroyed like Suicide Squad, which to your point, Marvel doesn't really have anything that, I mean, the least entertaining movies we would, Thor Dark World it's still levels above a Suicide Squad and even Eternals yeah yeah and I, I had my issues with that but um, yeah everybody did I, I speaking of Thor the Dark World uh, I, I I still don't think this I still don't think I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Ragnarok um so now that we've seen also, this where where would y'all rate all of the thor movies at this point like in order yes that's a good question you go first Spencer. three four one two three four one two uh for me i would go four one three two i'd go one four three two you like the first one the most yeah it uh Seeing Asgard for the first time was really cool. And I, I thought they were going to show more of it throughout the movies, but like the visuals of it and then Loki for the first time. Yeah, the first one wasn't bad. I want, I don't know why it was at a 45 degree angle. Most of the movie, or at least it felt like a lot of the movie was shot really? at a 45 I, I degree angle. I didn't notice that. I didn't either, yeah. Even on my rewatch well, recently. I didn't well, yeah, watch, watch it again. Watch for a third time, that's a chore. The, the movie is... A lot of times shot at a 45. A little slightly off. Yeah, like you having to turn your head a little bit. Um <laughs> it, and and for no reason. But I the second one, the second one is not my least favorite MCU movie, but it is just an egregious example of a misutilization of a villain. Malik is, yeah. Like an iconic total, door, door character, like, yeah. Like I mm, just, and I think it's the reason they went so light with Ragnarok and everything else is they well that yeah, like, was bad writing was really I, I think because yeah because Thor the Dark World did so badly they were like we got to go in a completely different well also direction. that was also Hemsworth and I think we, we might have talked about it before but Hemsworth didn't want to play a Shakespearean Thor anymore like he wanted to get to a more lighthearted comedy style of Thor and so that's why when we started seeing Thor after the Dark World he was more comedic. 
Hmm. And I I'm I support it. I, I like it. It makes for better movies, whether you know people get tired of the humor or not. Yeah. These last two Thor movies have been fairly decent. So I just I just like I, said, I just like to see Thor being Thor using like a Shakespearean and Thor. I do, I do. So and that's what Matt Damon and <laughs> uh the other Hemsworth are for. Yeah, nice little recap. Uh well, anything else? Before we get out of here, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't. I I'm not gonna lock in that Ragnarok was better than this one. I just feel like my first time seeing Ragnarok and my first time seeing this, I liked Ragnarok more. But I think that's because, for the same reason, like expectations versus not having expectations Mm -hmm. based on the second Thor movie. I thought the third one was just like, I'm just here because I got to keep up with things. And I was like, Oh my God, that was so great. It was really funny. I really enjoyed it. And because I already had Ragnarok, I came into this one thinking this is going to be Ragnarok too. Yeah. And with that being the case, like I, I haven't gotten past my own expectations and my own like, I guess, preconceived ideas to know how I feel about it compared to Ragnarok yet. So I need to let the newness wear off, watch them both, and then come back with an official decision. But I think that under the circumstances, I today would put Ragnarok above this movie. Not bad, not bad. I understand. Yeah. Well, I guess we have to, we have to thank Wardell for joining us. Like, Man, you really stepped up. We needed you. You stepped oh, up. Oh, thank, thank you guys for having me. It's like I said, I've been a fan of the show, and so just glad to be a part of it. Yeah, Brandon, when, when the podcast needed him the most, Brandon disappeared. He's the avatar. Because he vanished. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the avatar is 112 years old. Yeah. That's Brandon, true. Brandon got some time on him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of time left. So I'm sure next episode, I'm sure we have to get Brandon's thoughts because he, he's not gonna be able to vent to anyone. So he has to come to us. He's gonna have to tell us his thoughts on whatever next episode is. We'll we'll spend uh the beginning of next week's episode uh discussing his thoughts on Thor because he he may have some stuff he wants to discuss, or he might just be like, This is what I thought, and that's the end of it. Uh that has yet to be seen. Uh, yeah. find out next week yeah. on Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Z. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, once again, Wardell, do you want to shout out any social medias you got? Yeah, yeah, you can follow me YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Wardell Wilson. So just check out new music. We're going to drop a single in the next couple of weeks, and so yeah. Hey, there you go. And you know, you can follow us on Twitter at the LMG Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube at the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast. Uh, so yeah, be sure and like and follow, subscribe, you know, all that good stuff that all the YouTubers say out here. With that being said, we're never duplicated. We're always appreciated. And we are forever melanated. Mm-hmm.